Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian. And I'm Inessa. And I'm going to be super loud today. Well, we don't need to be super loud. I want to be averagely loud today. We need to be audible today. And uh, hopefully we are. We'll find out later. I'm, I'm, I'm not very good at audio. What do you mean? I mean, I'm just not. I, you know, it, it's sort of hit or miss whether uh, whether we're both audible at the same volume level. Yeah. I mean, you're not like an engineer of... Uh, of audio. Of audio. No, I'm not an audio engineer. Uh, what I am is someone who is going to talk about the X-Men and we're going to do a live recap. We're going to dive right in. Yes. Okay. Diving in. Um, we should also note for our listener, <laughs> <laughs> the one or two people who are listening, uh, uh, our cat. C- can we say the name of our cat? We don't give our kids names. Yeah, ever, we can but... say the name of the cat. Okay. Charlie. Charlie the cat. Oh, I think we've done that before yeah. because he's, it's a, a very X-Men name. He's a Charlie the cat. Charles the cat. Yeah. Uh, sure world's greatest yeah. telepath. Uh, Charlie the cat is here <laughs> and might cause some problems. Now, you know... You know what I mean by problem. Yes, he might bump into things. Exactly. Also, okay. you might hear me baby talking to him, because I right. do that. Yeah. Right, Okay. So, uh, X-Men issue 213, a wordless cover features claws and long fingernails and Sabretooth and Wolverine. We don't know that it's Wolverine v. Sabretooth round two, but we're going to presume that. Following on from last week's, last month's cover... Wolverine v. Sabretooth round one. Now is round two. But first, Psylocke. Uh, she is wearing the Cerebro helmets, and there are like weird blotches of paint in front of her, which I guess is meant to suggest mental strain or something, or like a Jay Giles band video. <laughs> uh, she is looking for Morlocks. I think she's also telepathically communicating with Rogue, and I've forgotten why. Um, she also has this weird kind of like butterfly avatar yes. to indicate her... That she's psy- psychologically present. Yeah, yeah, Psychotically exactly. present. Psychotically present uh, in a lot of places. For instance, the infirmary, which is many, many feet or meters below the ground. We see um, Kitty's loyal dragon Lockheed... Uh, with her as she tries to overcome being uh, yeah. uh, disintegrated. Yeah, slowly yeah. Uh, uh, discorporating. <clears throat> uh, and the other X-Men have been uh, very heavily injured in their encounters with the Marauders. Um, the butterfly continues to float around the mansion, yep. and there is an awkward uh, subplot about how Doug Ramsey might have a thing for Psylocke, despite the fact that they've got a... Um, uh, Woody Allen level difference in age. <laughs> and Doug Ramsey, creepy. he's not the one that's like the weird creature thing, is he? You may be thinking of Warlock. I'm on um, page, page to be named later, page five. Um, I like the picture with all the kids and then like that, the one like Warlock? goofy. Yeah, is that yeah, Warlock? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Warlock who is uh, an alien, yeah. possibly a mutated alien. Yeah. But anyway, um... Uh, spoilers, that, that romantic subplot will be abandoned pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Meanwhile, in the Morlock tunnels, Wolverine is uh, smelling stuff, but there is nothing there to smell other than, I guess, I don't know, sewer stuff. Uh, Magneto is using his magnetic powers to repair the tunnel. Callisto and Storm are fighting, despite the fact that they fought last issue, and they're fighting again. Were they still fighting? I thought they were only fighting arguing. a little. Arguing. Not, not physically, they were yeah. arguing. Yeah. Uh, talking, talking, Psylocke's butterfly says that she's going to use uh, Cerebro to, I don't know, look for Morlocks or something like that. It's been a little while since I've read this. Yeah, me too. I'm like only half prepared. Yeah. Yeah, my recapping is... uh, This might not be our best episode. Yeah. Oh, it's totally going to be our worst, I think. Our worst? And we should steer into the skid with that. Let's make it our worst. (laughs) Let's make it our worst episode. Let's make it our worst. I did read it. I just read it a while ago and then... I actually read it like two weeks ago, I think. Uh, I read it in time for the last recording. Um, Anyway, carry on. Okay. So, uh, cutting cutting to the chase here, the first ten pages of this are all about Psylocke and her rumination on where she fits in with With the the X-Men. Right. Um, and, And commentary for me on that later. Um... She is trying to be useful, trying to be helpful, and she gets some weird psychic feedback from the device, and she falls down in her house coat or whatever it is that she's wearing. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, uh, Dazzler is being taunted by a reflection uh, who is the mm, evil malice. something or other malice. malice no, yeah. I've forgotten the um, origin slash whatever of malice. Yeah. Um, that's just setting the table for the next issue. Back in, back at the X Mansion, Sabretooth grabs Rogue and smashes her into a tree. Um, Psylocke wakes up and she is confronted by Sabretooth. She blasts him with a jolt of psychic energy, which is not enough to stop him. And so they, uh, he chases her through the mansion. Um, she throws a barbell at him. I, I, I like this. I remember this thing for the first time that I saw it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Sabretooth takes the barbell and just crumples it up into a heap. <laughs> she goes up onto the roof and crashes through Aurora's skylight the fighting continues, yeah, and, then and then Wolverine appears. Yep, and then there's more fighting. Yeah, and there's more fighting. Yep. Uh, also, Araro uh, smashes him in the face with a uh, kind of a Daredevil-style billy club. Yeah. You should add that before all of this happens, doesn't yeah. Psylocke offer to, like, mind-sweep the whole northern hemisphere looking for the new mutants did you say Correct. that yeah I, I did see i didn't i don't think that i mentioned yeah. that yeah, and, and they tell her that she that. can't because it gets too dangerous or whatever and right. you know she really wants to but they don't allow her to uh fair yeah yeah that's relevant to it, the it end is, yeah. it is relevant yeah. yeah okay uh wolverine and saber fight and fight <laughs> and fight and fight no no order fight, 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 is fight, fight, fight. neither asked nor given um while they're fighting magneto psylocke and uh, and Storm have a chat. Oh, and uh, sh- here we use the fight as a distraction so that she can probe Sabretooth's brain. 
ba 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 and she realizes who the Marauders are. Um, Mr. Sinister is not acknowledged, but uh, there is, you know, the Shadow, who is the master of the Marauders. And she continues to probe. Meanwhile, probe, uh, probe. what's his name? Uh, well, she wants to probe him, and they, exactly. they ask, and she asks again, can she do that? And, and finally, they're like, yes, go ahead. So, you know, Wolverine's trying to kind of keep him engaged while and distracted while she, while she mind probes scans him, him yeah, yeah. probes him. Yeah. Um, Magneto has some metallic handcuffs to put on to Sabretooth, but... He does not get the opportunity because they jump off the cliff. They, they, in their fighting, they fall off a, a cliff into um, the Hudson River. I don't know where the fuck the mansion is. Uh, Sabretooth gets away. Uh, the next day, they're having a sort of a debrief, and they say, hey, you know what? Why don't we make Psylocke a member of the X-Men? Right. Welcome to the team. Yes, she put her their needs in front of her own, and etc. And cetera. Is that purring? Do I hear her? Hear yeah. him purring? Her? Yeah, he's oh, cute. Okay, cool. So, um, so there it is. That yep. is that is the episode. That is the issue. I always say episode. And that is all the research that I've done for it. I've read it one and almost a half times. Okay, this is going to be a cozy twenty-minute episode <laughs> of the podcast. I think. Uh, what do we think of this oh. issue? Um, so, I mean, I guess the fact that I read it and then almost entirely forgot what happened in yeah. it. Uh, does speak to my the sort of impending middle age, but uh, also maybe means that it's like a little bit forgettable. It's hard for me to get excited about. Uh, sure. Sil- oh, don't put that there. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> um, okay. It's hard for me to get too excited about Psylocke for some reason. Um, yeah. Period. I, I, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm absolutely with you. Sorry. Um, meta Meta comment. Uh, I, I've got a glass of ice water here, and I just set it down on the carpet, and I don't know, you know, we're not meant to do that, because what, we'll get the carpet wet? No, it's just going to tip it over. It, it's not going to tip over. I mean, I okay. don't want to put it on this other thing, because then it, it'll get damp. No, you just put it on top of the thing. I, I did just put it on top of the thing. Why don't you put it on top of the of the shoe rack? Because it'll get the, the shoe rack wet. It'll get that $7 Walmart shoe rack It'll ruin it. Look, okay. Let, 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 let's refocus on the X Men. <laughs> okay. Uh, no one, no one is here to listen to us talk about ice water. Uh, also, or I anything. I, actually, yeah, exactly. I think I need to open the door and let the cat out. No one is here. Yeah, is the cat trying the to get cat. out? Okay. Uh, maybe. All right. You say something while I'm while I'm doing that. Um, I like the selfless nature of uh, of Psylocke's uh, interest in becoming an X Man, but somehow her. Uh, process of joining the team, assuming that she is now on the team and sticks around for a while, feels, uh, I don't know, rushed. Uh, 100% agree. Random. Like, where did she even, you know, right. it kind of makes me think back to, like, when we first meet Kitty, she's, like, getting out of a taxi cab in front of Xavier's mansion, right? That's the first time we see no. her. Uh, in issue 138, which is the very first issue that we read, yes, but yeah. she'd been... I think she first appears in issue 129. Okay. She'd been around for ages. Okay. Well, so uh, maybe... There's a whole big kind of backstory about, about Kitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kitty makes loads of sense. Yeah. So she's, I don't know, somehow like having 
Psylocke just there in the last episode, the last episode, the last issue was like a little bit like, am I supposed to know who this person is or right. where she's come from? Or kind of, it just feels like they could have played out that, you know, the fluffed up the front end of that story fluffed. a little bit more. <laughs> um, and now here she is and like, she's got like her whole costume <laughs> is like weirdly super sexy. <laughs> I mean, compared to the other... Oh, it you know. gets loads uh, hotter. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually. know why she's, like, so... Uh, she's very leggy. She's She's got, yeah. like, the, you know, the two-inch heels and the house coat. Yeah, like, I mean, like, there's, you know, there's... The hot house coat. Yeah, there's something, obviously, yeah. you know, male gazy about all of the bit, female yeah, characters, yeah. but, like, yeah. somehow the way that she's drawn... Really um, leggy. In that, yeah, really, in that thing, really you know. goes, you know, just decide that they're really going to take it in that direction. It, and, and it's astonishing to think that it does get even more reductive yeah. for her costuming. Um, so I, I agree with everything that you're saying here. Yeah. Um, this is, this marks the last, uh, the last issue that I read contemporaneously. Yeah. Yeah. I'm using that word correctly. Correct. Um, this was when I checked out of the X-Men. Um, I had mentioned Psylocke, uh, in, in last episode, last podcast episode, when we talked about the last issue mm-hmm. um, and at about the same time there is an X-Men annual. And, and I think I, I, I alluded to that. I did look through that again at about this time. There's an X-Men annual and we don't talk about the annuals much on, on this, um, uh, on, on this uh, podcast, but there is a character called Longshot who is introduced and he's in the X-Men and he comes kind of almost from out of nowhere. Right. Um, not really from out of nowhere. He comes from the mind of Anne Nesenti, who is a uh, editor on the series and, and you know, chummy with Claremont. And she's, she's great. But uh, so in the main thing, we see that Psylocke has been added. And who the fuck was she? Where did she come from? Right. Um, I know that Longshot is going to be added. And um, at this point, I check out of the X-Men. Because, it, because you're annoyed by that? Yeah, okay. yeah. To me, it looked. Uh, it, 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 I'll use the same phrase that I used in the last episode. It looked as though Claremont was spinning his wheels. Right. So introducing new characters like this does happen. Um, you know, my memory of the X Men is that there was the Silver Age team, and then we had the new X Men, right? Uh, introduced in '75 and Giant Size X Men number one, um, and I started reading it. Issue 138. Right. Let's look at who gets introduced to the team after that. Um, we get Kitty Pride. Right. Who had been introduced. Intermittently. Yeah, yeah. exactly. She, she was in a, a number of issues. Uh, so we get Kitty and we get Rogue. Rogue, I think similarly, the introduction of her to the team is, is handled... I mean, it's compact. It's like one issue. Yeah, but which just kind of shows her, up. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't feel as rushed. To Definitely, me. Yeah. exactly. That's kind of what I'm. Yeah. Working towards. Uh, there are a number of issues where she has to kind of, kind of earn it. Right. At this point, Rogue is well established in the team. Right. Um, Psylocke, though. Where did she go? Yeah. Well, then when we first meet her, she's like already sort of at home in the. Yeah, she's sort of already at home in the mansion. Right, you know, she's right. got access to the yeah. to the brain computer, which is like the brain computer. Yeah, 
Yeah. Cerebro. Cerebro. Yeah. So yeah. she's got access to that, which is like kind of a big deal. And you would think that someone yeah, yeah. would have to trust her, you know, she's a got, lot like, to give to her car, access to um, the to the brain knows, computer. She knows like the Wi-Fi password yeah. and the pin for adult access. To yeah, the, yeah. Um, yeah. Which speaking uh, of the brain computer does make me wonder when we're going to see uh, Charles Xavier again. But um you know, someone well, someone's let never. her in. Possibly never. Someone's yeah. let her in, given her the the access code to the room for that yeah. for that uh, brain computer, given her permission to use it, and right. uh, and then we meet her, and yeah, and she's on the team, and she's and then yeah, and then kind mm. of in you know, the way that she makes it on the team would actually have been fine if. If, if she they had, had introduced her exactly, more yeah. with a little bit of backstory. I, I got to go back and and look at what was going on in the New Mutants at this time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think my New Mutants knowledge is like maybe a year prior to what's going on in the X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to look at, the, at, at what issue they were on, but I want to say that like I just don't know. And she may have been introducing the mu- New Mutants. Well, okay, great, but. Not reading that, right? <laughs> and I didn't read it then, and then, you know, I don't, I'm pretty sure that I haven't seen those uh, issues now either, right? So, uh, so this is when I checked out. Uh, Fair. And, and again, I, I was also getting into uh, other alternative comics, and um, you know, the X Men felt to me at the time like you know, a little cheesy kind of kind of kid kid comic, right? Right. I'm looking forward to that. I'm just we'll talk about this next week, but I'm. Yeah. Um, Looking forward to next week's to see who the artists were. Which it's Barry Windsor Smith next week. I don't actually week. see on here. Yeah, I was going to say everyone looks different. Yeah. 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 So a uh, big announcement for the podcast itself. Oh, really? This is the last episode of season one of the podcast. <laughs> so we're going to be... The longest season of anything 90, ever. 90, 90 episodes. 90 episodes uh, in season one. Um, and I'm trying to think, like, how many I- issues we've got left for Claremont himself. This is, what, issue 213? Something like that, yeah. Oh, gosh. we got, like, maybe 60 or, or so issues, I think. Left. left. All right. So season two will be shorter than season one. <laughs> but season one, th- 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 these are all mostly comics that I read when they originally came out. You and I are now embarking on the next step of this with the same level of awareness. So like, you've, not... you've never read any of the ones following this? Nah. Really? Really. Wow. There, there are a handful uh, when Silvestri um, begins doing the art uh, that I read. Maybe just one. I thought I was kind of you... curious about his, uh, his art style. But no. I thought you had later gone, even like since we started this adventure, uh, had gone back and like read them. No. Cool. All right. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, there were, and again, there were like maybe two or three exceptions to that, but for the most part, no, I don't know what's going to happen. Ooh, okay, that's exciting. That's why, yeah, season two. Season two, season yeah, two. Yeah, and Buckle it, up, folks. Buckle up, buckle exactly. Up. If you thought season one... Yeah, was exciting. You wait till you check out <laughs> You're in for two. a treat with season two, yeah. yeah. Um, what else do we want to say about this? Um, oh, I, I, I do want to close, close the loop. Uh, I, I had said that... Psylocke's costuming gets worse. It, it 100% does. Um, I I have read some issues from like like, like 1991 or thereabouts. Like like so at that time, and I think it was 91. I may be getting the year wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, they have they they launch a, a series simply titled The X Men mm-hmm. alongside the Uncanny 
X-Men. Okay. So there's the uncanny X-Men, and then there's the, I guess, slightly canny Slightly X-Men. <laughs> the cannier X-Men. Uh, right, and, and that re- X-Men number one remains, I think, one of uh, the best-selling comic of all time. Hmm. Claremont writes it, but uh, Jim Lee co-plots and uh, draws it. Um, and so I've read some of those. Psylocke is on the team at that point, and some stuff happens. Um, she's like a sort of a ninja badass at that point. Okay. Looks quite different than she does but um she's got a kind of a a kind of a leotard thing and like thigh high just skin tight boots yeah (laughs) something covering her like um i'll pull up a picture in in just a minute but she's like all sexed up yeah, I was just sitting here thinking, up. like, the, the, the female characters that are currently Kitty and Rogue and Storm, like, they're not... No. They're not drawn that sexy. Uh, no. Yeah, some of the no, baddies, like the um, the White Queen and the whatever, the other... Oh, the, the White sort of Queen. From the, from the, uh, the Hellfire Club. Some of those ladies have been drawn pretty sexy. Yeah. Um, but that's always something that I've kind of liked about our current group of uh female friends yeah th- this is a decent example of this um yeah i mean that's outrageous <laughs> yeah uh it, here she is actually portrayed by uh actress olivia munn eh, stop 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 yeah. i mean olivia munn is super hot but yeah oh heavens yeah yeah and, and she can she can pull off the costume yeah i guess even though the costume is really weird and that picture still looks kind of airbrushed Oh, I'm sure that it yeah. is. Yeah, I'm sure that it's been uh, touched up. So she showed up in X-Men Apocalypse. I don't, I don't know that she had much in the way of dialogue. Olivia Munn, very, forgive me, put together, <clears throat> well put together person. Yes. She said, like, in order to get the costume on, like, the leg portion of the costume, she said, I needed Vaseline. <laughs> to put, and, like, this, like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things yeah. that makes you think of, like, you. I never... I never, I don't spend that much time thinking about like acting, yeah. you know, in terms of like the physicalness of it, oh, I did, but yeah. like, you know, put on that costume and then spend yeah. 12 hours in it. Oh, you know, yeah, what do you yeah, do every time you have to go way. to the bathroom if you're yeah. Olivia Munn, you know? Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah. Psylocke gets super sexed up. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I, I, I'm not sure what my point was other than to say, if you think that she's a little male gazy in this issue, it gets so <laughs> you're, in, you're in for a real treat coming up, I guess. Well, or, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know. Are they going to sex up? stone. So <laughs> in, in season two, are we, I wonder if we're going to learn if they sex up, you know, everybody. That will be interesting. Yeah. That will be interesting. Um, period. Yeah. Like, is that a oh, new direction sort of I, I do know. To I do know a couple in. of things that are going to happen. Um, actually, I'm not going to say it. Okay. A, a, a spoiler. Yeah, cool. Not a spoilers. Uh, but there will be some further team shakeup. I'll, I'll just say that. All right. Well, I want the old team back. I want <laughs> Charles Xavier to come back, even though I don't know. Really? I kind of oh, don't gosh, like him. I, don't um, yeah. I do like Magneto. I want Nightcrawler back. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, it, it's interesting that you say you, you want the old team back. I mean, um, ask anybody what their favorite, what they think is the best season of Saturday Night Live, and it'll be like when they're. 15, 16 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Invariably. Yeah. Like, like Saturday Night Live has gone downhill. Yeah. From, yeah. It's not as good years. as it, it's uh, not as good as it used to be and it never was. Right. So yeah, yeah it's going to be like, like well, you know, what's your favorite version of the X-Men? It'll be whatever, whatever their they first one reading. it was. Yeah. So, um, 
that's why you have at this time you have X Factor, which is the Silver Age version of the team, because all the writers and artists are like, God, we want the we want the Lee and Kirby version of the X Men back. Right. right. Uh, Claremont kind of smoothed the path for them by having all of the Silver Age members of the X-Men leave the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the the, the people were delighted by that. And I I think now, I mean, you do have some instances where like the the lineup from the nineties is, is what people really want to have back. Like that's, that's, ah, I want the old version. (laughs) Which old old version version? do you want back? Your first, your first X-Men team. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Um, do we want to say anything else about this issue? I don't have l- loads more to say. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will say the, there were parts of, uh, Sabretooth chasing Psylocke that did work for me. I, I think that, that, uh, that bit of action was, was well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the excitement plummets for me as soon as Wolverine is there. Yeah, you know, the dudes punching each other. I like the the visuals of that fight, but yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe I'm predisposed to be negative towards it because you have told me, and I guess I've read in places that that's like something that then you know that because they're so the equally matched. Wolverine the Wolverine v saber yeah, thing is just like a thing that's endless and goes on forever, and there's never a winner, and it's just yeah, exactly. You know yeah. Uh, that makes it a little bit tedious for me. Maybe right. if I didn't know that, I would find those fights more compelling. I did like the visuals of the fighting. Oh, okay, scenes well, that's good. And the you know yeah. quarter is neither asked nor given. Asked nor given. Um, the saber chasing Psylocke uh, reminds me of the issue. I can't remember which one it was. One forty three, I think. John Byrne's last issue. Where the alien creature is chasing Kitty through the mansion. Oh, yeah. The, um... Yep. The brood thing, that one. No, nah, no, nah, it wasn't a brood thing. Uh, it was, like, pre-brood. But, um, it was, like, Christmas, uh, and Kitty is the only person in the mansion. Right, 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 uh, right. That was a good <clears throat> issue. Right. So, so it, yep. it, it felt a little bit like that. And you have the, uh... The layout of the mansion being an element in right, in, like in what's going on, and yeah. um, uh, that to me, that to me was interesting. Okay, yeah. Anything else on that issue? No, probably not. We got nothing. We got nothing, nothing at all. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah, when... I mean, that, that didn't. That wasn't no time. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm we've not been chatting for a little while. Yeah, 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 we have. Okay, so um, do you have any? Uh, I have something else pop culturally that I want to talk about but, it, but do you as well is it star trek no 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 i i want to i want to once again is it formula to, one no i, I want to talk about game of thrones oh god yeah okay we touched on this last week you and i had this conversation on thursday night yeah but I, i'm still i'm still angry about <laughs> about game of thrones yeah and if you're listening and you like that show Please send an email to Cerebro at xmenfiles.com and explain to me why. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I want to like read more because I don't understand the appeal of this. Yeah, show. yeah. I I just don't. Um, it it, I, it is a slow wallow in depravity and sadism. Yeah, I mean, is it just the is it just like the nudity and the weird sex? I don't think so. There is. 
loads more nudity than you're going to find on a typical typical show, but loads less nudity than you could find elsewhere on the internet. Yeah, but this is like almost, it's almost like a, like it's nudity with like some level of plot. You know, it's not like just plain old straight up, you know, ding dong pizza man, you know, (laughs) porn. Yeah, I I mean, if you want plot, I mean, I... I, I'm not going to try to catalog places where you can go to find that, but I know they're out there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like, like erotic fiction is. I mean, you could read Fifty Shades of Grey. Maybe you don't want to read. Like maybe that. you want to watch a thing. Watch the movie Fifty Shades. Okay, of but Grey. maybe the Why movie is Fifty Shades of Grey not as popular. So, maybe it is as popular. Maybe you don't want to watch know, just one movie. You want to watch it week after week after week. Okay. Well, um, I've not seen Fifty Shades of yeah, Grey. Yeah, no, me neither, and I'm not going um, to. Yeah. Um, eh, Dakota Johnson's uh, easy mm. to use. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> agreed. Agree to disagree. Uh, no, I think she. I think she's pretty. Um, she's not pretty enough to get me to watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, neither is. Uh, <laughs> there's a limited draw for me uh, of like Amelia Clark's breasts, which I've seen a lot. A lot of. Right. It's like they're um, afraid of the light. No, no. Actually, it, it's not quite that. It's just a funny quote. I mean, if it, yeah. it, it is a funny quote. But or the dark, uh, I guess. Afraid of the dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the breasts are afraid of the dark. Uh, I I don't think that that's it. I I think that that is, uh, it's like, you know, it's like the sour cream on top of the burrito. It just makes it that much better. But I think that that people tune in for this stuff and and, and that just kind of of enhances everything. I want to know. I mean, I've theorized about why it is that people like that show. Um, And I, I will just admit bafflement and i'm again going to emphasize this is not me being disquieted by any level of violence yeah, or, this isn't you or, clutching, or moral clutching complexity your yes it, it, exactly it's not pearl clutch i mean um you know mad men and, and sopranos and breaking bad these are all shows you know prestige tv tv shows that that have moral complications um that that but this doesn't examine things like that. This doesn't seem. I mean, and I have only watched yeah. one season, but from what you've said, it doesn't seem like. It seems like the lack of moral complication is is one of the things that you dislike about it. Like it's not. Yeah. It seems like it's not morally complex. It's just like everyone is awful all the time. Yeah, everyone's and awful terrible. to each other, right. and there's no or very few sort of characters that you in any way care about or root for, which is different from The Sopranos or Breaking Bad. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm. 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 I'm arming myself against a potential uh, allegation <laughs> that someone would make about me like oh you, you're just bothered because that is a, a world whose whose moral character is different from our own like, like i i get it yeah, yeah what what am i learning in this world <laughs> right? yeah. because th- th- this is the point of not the point like this is one of the the things that sci-fi and fantasy are able to do they're able to examine our actual world in ways that we can't when we're when we're tethered to to reality and and it's one of the things that that just really bugs the shit out of me when people don't like sci-fi oh it's just i can't relate to it the whole point is that it's meant to be relatable right it's a metaphor (laughs) yeah Yeah. exactly it's meant to examine things that we can't examine or or that we can examine only with more difficulty I mean, yes, sometimes it can be really ham-handed. Um, ham-fisted? Ham-handed? Ham-fisted. Something to do with ham. Ham. Okay, John Hammed. No, um, John Hammed. <laughs> yeah, the children yeah. think John Ham is, like, really unattractive. 
I, I mean, whatever. Yeah. I, it's okay. really weird. It's a failure on my part, honestly. John Hamm, if you're listening, they're wrong. <laughs> he, he, he's going to rest easy we, now. we love you in the Geico commercials, though. He does Geico commercials? Yeah, he does. Oh, okay. He does this, like, whole thing of commercials where, like, he's really, like, got the hots for, like, the guy. Ge- Was it Geico? Yeah, the lady. The Geico lady, sorry. The Geico oh, uh, lady. Flo? Flo's progressive. Maybe it's progressive. It's probably the ads are not quite working. It's an yeah. advertisement for John. Whatever. Hamm, I mean, because we already insurance. have insurance, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it must be progressive. Uh, Fifteen minutes could save us. Uh, where, yeah, where something. he's like really, really like in love with the with the lady, and she just like keeps trying to sell him car insurance, and like he's they're pretty funny. Anyway, okay, ham fisted, <laughs> ham fisted. Right. So uh, I, I, I'm trying to arm myself against a potential uh, note that somebody. Well, you, you you just can't handle the fact that this is a and, and my response is. I can 100% handle, handle that. that yeah. I, I don't know what I meant to learn. And um, again, I'm open to someone telling me right. what I'm meant to be getting out of this. Right, right. Um, I, I'm frustrated. If this if this show were not as wildly popular, like I would just move the fuck on. But I, <laughs> well, I, I you think have that, moved on. You've told me that you're not going to watch it. No, no, I'm not going to watch it. But like, it'll take me another couple of weeks before I. Before I, you're I, done being mad about it. Yeah, I'm mad that so many people like this show because I'm mad that so many people are wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Other things like I can get over, like Friends. It was it was fine. People remember it, it, and they kind of magnify the significance of the show. Like that's fine. Go to watch Friends. It it's cool. But um, somehow I'm 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 more bothered by Game of Thrones because I, I maybe my fear is that they think one of two things. Either the the people, yeah, the people who watch who love Game of Thrones, they think that like all fantasy ought to be like that, and it shouldn't. Right. Um, or they they think that there's something brave about the the the, the, the immoral things that, that, that like 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 it's really edgy or something. Yeah, they That's probably think fear. that. Yeah, they probably do yeah. think it's really edgy because people yeah. are morons. But you can't just watch something. I mean, you can because people, I guess, yeah, billions of people watched Game of Thrones, millions, whatever. Yeah. Um, but you don't really want to watch something just because it's edgy and, uh, you know, is willing to, right. to, to do a lot of, you know, you want to watch something because it, it has something that, like, uh, elevates humanity or sort of uh, makes you makes you cheer for someone or makes you think about things, you know, bigger than yourself or whatever. Or introspect <laughs> yeah. or something yeah. or, you know, ask difficult questions. It, it's like the people who like A Clockwork Orange for the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that would be... You know, not the first, but you know, uh, I mean, you talk about like use of violence or, or, or morality in in um, entertainment. Um, you have you have things like uh, Scarface, the original one, like you know, the one from the '30s, mm-hmm. uh, where the violence was pretty stark, and yeah. uh, th- there was a lot of handwriting over whether they'd gone too far. Bonnie and Clyde, mm-hmm. similar. Um, now I get it that in terms of what is depicted, Game of Thrones is loads more violent than Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not the point. <laughs> um, we, we, we desensitize ourselves, and, and 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 we are, for better or worse, <laughs> getting getting uh, to the place where more realistic and and, and kind of horrifying depictions mm-hmm. of violence uh, are, are are things that are that can be tolerated. But you know, Bonnie and Clyde is one where at the end of the film. There were a lot of 
kind of uncomfortable questions for you as an audience member. You know, we were sort of cheering for these people, but then at the very end, you know, they die, spoilers, um, in, 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 in a very, very violent way. And um, is is that justice? Uh, is that the cost of, of, of kind of celebrity? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are a lot of things happening in, in, in Bonnie and Clyde. Clockwork Orange, similarly, very, very stark. And... Clockwork Orange, I'll say, ultimately doesn't work for me, but I get why it works for a lot of people mm-hmm. because there is, there are interesting questions being posed. Right? Um, are we comfortable with the idea of free will if one of the consequences is that someone like Alex DeLarge and these other yeah. uh, these other people, like like if those people are free to choose that that sort of immorality, right. like are we comfortable with that? I have no idea what questions Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones is asking. Are posing yeah. other than how much longer can you as a viewer tolerate someone being tortured and having their genitals mutilated? Yeah. And it kind of made me think of like, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the only reason that we stopped watching yeah. um, The Walking Dead, but sort of similarly, like, there's just like, there's a lot of gore. There are a lot of zombies. I just wanted to take a shower. So yeah, bad I'm not <laughs> cheering for anyone here yeah. anymore, really. Yeah. Uh, what is it that we're all doing here? That understood. Yeah. Walking Dead was, I think, loads better than Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seemed know, like it just kept it was, getting it was problematic. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I and I think after we stopped watching it, it did start to get even like a little bit more violent. You know, not always yeah. like 100 yeah, percent yeah. violence against zombies, but you know. Violence between groups of right. actual living people. Yeah, yeah. And, and and there is there are questions being posed in Walking yeah. Dead. Uh, you know, how do we behave when uh, yeah, society all, breaks down? Exactly. Yeah. All, everything breaks down. Um, which which I maybe that's what Game of Thrones is posing. But anyway, I don't I don't want to I don't want to keep beating up on it. Although I do because it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. There we go. Cool. All right. Well, anything else? Um, Star Trek, you've been watching some Star Trek. I watched an episode of Star Trek. I watched a first episode of Strange New Worlds. And the episode, two, kind of three observations. One, the first episode, it, it was good enough to, to keep me watching. A little a little John Hammed um, at the end. <laughs> but um, um, Anson Mount, who was Black Bolt in The Inhumans, right. this uh, TV show, TV show that Disney really hopes that people forget about. Yeah. Um, he was not good as Black Bolt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I thought, oh boy, this guy, had, I, I, I don't know about this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was fantastic right. as uh, as Captain Pike in the first episode of Strange New Worlds. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's like, he, he's like two different people, mm-hmm. basically. So right. I, I was uh, very pleased and, and pleasantly surprised with, with just how engaging and, and, and fantastic he mm-hmm. was. Um, there's other other good Positive performances things, yep. in, in that in Maybe that show. We'll watch that. Um, production design was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is like cinema level uh, cool. uh, design. Everything looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you contrast that with Next Generation, which totally looks like it was on a set in, in Los Angeles um, and a syndicated TV show. Right. With, this with looks that, like that it's budget. in space. <laughs> Oh hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! They have absolutely cracked that code. Yeah, um, and no, the Game of Thrones. Certainly, the production design on Game of Thrones is amazing, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what kind of draws people in. It's very, very realistic. 
a little too much so. Too much so. Too much so <laughs> but, with the but, genitals. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but you know, like the production design on Game of Thrones is really, really uh, outstanding. The production design on Strange New Worlds is just as good. Yeah. Um, and it is an aid of, of something. Right. Of something uh, that's loads more compelling and interesting. So first episode of Strange New Worlds uh, was good. Good. Yeah, and I look forward to watching Discovery. I know some folks who've seen the later seasons and they hate them, hmm. <laughs> but I'll be intrigued uh, to, to, uh, to see to all see of that. that. All right. And what else? Uh, we watched Moonfall and it was terrible. I, I, I know. I get it. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, you know, yeah, some, yeah. I I don't have like a, a, a yeah. axe to grind again. You know, I enjoy yeah. those movies. When you guys we are watch. talking at the end. I know because it was just so hard to pay attention to because it was like, it just felt so. We were talking, that's no, that's not why. It was the other way around. We were talking because it was hard to pay attention to. Um, it just felt very, very rushed. Like they just wanted to do a lot of different things in that in that yeah, short yeah, yeah. period of time that they had, and that just felt like a weird sort of a felt like a trailer. The whole movie felt like a trailer for a series. A <laughs> yeah, the whole movie felt like a two-hour trailer for like six seasons of possibly a decent show. <laughs> anyway. Um, the movie was not good. Um. Period. I, I was just, I was just not into uh, yeah. uh, shitting Sorry, on the, it. I, I was not we into talking. it. Yep. I was not as into shitting on it in real time as <laughs> you and the kids the were. The child was not um, both kids, just her. He was. Th- that was maybe it. the other yeah. thing that yeah. bothered me is that you know our son had wanted to watch it and he kind of likes the movie, so I was like, well, you yeah, have to take fair. a shit on it fair. while he's That's here. Fair. He's sitting right here. Uh, he 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 enjoys the movie, and I can I can see why. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it has, I mean, honestly, the first hour of the film, I was, I was on board. The first, yeah, for me, it was like a little bit less than an hour, but yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's Roland Emmerich and, uh, he's going to destroy the world in some fashion. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed Independence Day. I enjoyed, I enjoyed Independence Day. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's, he's been trying to repeat that ever since. Yeah. Um, 2112, I thought was, um. And, you know, it's it's a, a Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. while you're folding yep. laundry kind of movie, but it, it it was a bit of fun. This one, the first hour, uh, captured a little bit of that, um, and then just and then just like uh, there's a certain I fell asleep <laughs> and I woke up and I'm like I don't know what the fuck's going on yeah. now. <laughs> We're inside the moon. There's aliens, but there's actually two aliens. I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, yeah. too much, too much plot. <laughs> also, yeah. Halle Berry is not a good actress. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's all I have. That's all you have. Yeah. Um, you need a closing thought. Um, t- tell me, uh, t- um, uh, what do you serve with enchiladas? What do you serve with enchiladas? You, do you serve, serve with enchiladas. Beans, slaw, and the some sort of and the slaw. Mexican corn. Then the Mexican corn and a pina colada. Okay. <laughs> that was pathetic. Beer. That was awful. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.